Hey, I'm Emily Duncan Wilson, and I'm the producer of Classical Sprouts. If you love this podcast as much as we do, please donate to help Sprouts continue to grow. Go to classicalsprouts.org slash donate. Thanks. When you think of opera, what comes to mind? Probably not pink dolphins, monkey marionettes, and singing in Spanish, but that's what we'll get to explore as we hear all about what it takes to put together an opera like Florencia and El Amazonas at the Met, today on... Classical Sprouts! Welcome to Classical Sprouts, the awesome classical music podcast for kids. I'm your host, Kate Botello, and today I'm sharing the mic with our producer, Emily Duncan Wilson, who got to go to the dress rehearsal at the Metropolitan Opera in New York City for a new production this season, Daniel Catan's Florencia en el Amazonas. Florencia isn't a new opera, but it's certainly a lot newer than other operas, like ones by Mozart or Rossini. It originally premiered in Houston in 1996, and it was written by the Mexican composer Daniel Catan, with a libretto, or words, by Marcela Fuentes Berain. And for the first time, it is being presented at the Metropolitan Opera in New York City. This is also the first time in over 100 years that the Met has produced an opera in Spanish. So it's about time. We sent Emily on a field trip to see the opera for herself and to get a look into what all it takes to put together an opera. It's not just singers rehearsing music with the orchestra. Throughout this episode and its second part following this one, we'll get to hear firsthand from the director, the puppet designer, one of the stars, and even sprouts just like yourself who were in the audience for the dress rehearsal. How was it? Oh my goodness, what a treat this was. I traveled to the Met for the final dress rehearsal of this amazing opera and got to hear some lusciously beautiful music, see some gorgeous designs, and talk with some really lovely people. I went in wanting to know what it takes to put together an opera at the Met. And boy, are we about to find out. The first thing that you should know is that almost the entire opera takes place on a boat, traveling on the mysterious and beautiful Amazon River in Brazil. There, we meet a handful of passengers on the boat, including the famous opera diva Florencia Grimaldi. What follows is the story of these characters dealing with love, loss, and the mysteries and wildness of the Amazonian creatures and the river itself. Let's meet the director to find out how you even start creating a production of an opera like this. My name is Mary Zimmerman, and I'm the director of Florencia in El Amazonas. 
<laughs> this opera isn't done very much. It was written in the 1990s, and it, it definitely has been done, but it's not like the operas that almost everyone knows and are done every year in every opera house. And that's actually a wonderful thing for us because there's a freshness, and often in opera the singers are being compared to past performances and recordings and this person sang and I saw this person when I was a child and all of that and we sort of have none of that. But my own first experience was just listening to it. There's one recording from Houston, Grand Opera I believe, but also on YouTube there is a Mexico City production, a few years old, and that I find it easiest to learn an opera by watching a production. It just helps me distinguish the scenes and what's happening. And then I, I keep the CD in my car and I play it all the time. Sometimes I have it in earphones and on walks and things like that. Just listening, listening, listening. Ricardo Hernandez and I worked together. He's the set designer. He and I worked together, we say, when we were just babies. He was just out of graduate school, and I was just starting to work in New York, and we did a Shakespeare in the Park together. And then when I got the offer for this, I thought, oh, Ricardo would be really good for it. And I was sort of pitching it to him. It's this story about this, and it's by this composer, Daniel Catan. And when I finally finished, he said, well, you know, I knew Daniel quite well. <laughs> I designed his last opera, and I, you know, had a huge experience with him, so he was very willing to do the opera, of course, but I didn't need to be explaining to him who Daniel Catan was. will bring on designers to help create the world of the opera, even before any of the singers get on board. But how do you take the music of an opera score and create a visual and physical space for the actors and singers to play in? One thing Catan does, the composer, that I like so much as a director, is that between almost every, well, between every scene, he has a musical interlude, sometimes of 30 seconds, sometimes of three and a half minutes, the longest one. And as a director, you just love that, because how am I going to fill that? How can I continue to tell the story? And I had thought that it was important that we get a sense of movement, movement on the Amazon. The, the music has watery movement all throughout it, like just these little arpeggios that are these little watery movements that are either fast or slow, but they're almost always there. And I thought, well, how can we create some illusion of that? And so we have these two bright green walls, and one of them can move in various ways so that it changes the shape of the river, as it were, on the, on the floor. We have a bright blue, indigo blue floor. And by moving these walls, we get a little bit of a sense of the shape of the river changing, particularly if you're up higher in the cheaper seats, to tell the truth. More than the orchestra, you get that illusion. And I didn't want to concentrate on the boat so much. I felt that 
in the music there's a lot of birds and butterflies and it feels to me like the life of the of the jungle the amazon i thought well what if they're always floating by you know water lilies and animals like a hummingbird and a heron so some of those are played by people but then we also very importantly have these puppets i'm going to pop in real quick here to point out what she just said puppets puppets an opera you bet One of my favorite visual moments is in the diva's first aria where there's a shift in the rails and then there's a shift in the music to a much more beautiful, melodic, less agitated music. these water lilies, which are men and women dressed in these brilliant lime green costumes with fuchsia flower petals on their heads and also they're dragging water lilies. They both are water lilies and dragging them, kind of start coming around the corners of the walls. And I think it's a really fine marriage of music and image and feeling. You know, and there's there's a lot of others too. I love there's a there's an alligator, <laughs> there's a monkey, there's a hummingbird and a heron. The animals are big. I can tell already are going to be big favorites with the audience. I think this feels like a good time to meet puppeteer and puppet designer Tom Lee. My name is Tom Lee, and I'm um, a puppeteer and a puppet designer from the Chicago Puppet Studio in Florencia in El Amazonas. And I also happen to dance a little bit in the piece just by virtue of, of what we are all doing. And I'm so excited to be part of this, uh, this new opera. I asked Tom if he had a favorite puppet in the opera. Oh my gosh, it's hard to say a favorite. They're all so good, but I do love the monkey. The monkey is just because he's such a technical challenge and an aesthetic challenge to manipulate on stage. He's really an instrument in some ways because of the strings and controls that are used to, con to um, manipulate him. So I feel like every time I perform with him, I have to be on the top of my game and be really listening, not only to myself, but what is happening in the puppet and what is happening in the music and the singers. So that's definitely the most complex and enjoyable one to perform. We are trying to create on stage a representation of the Amazon, one of the most amazing, magical places that exists on this planet. If you think about it, it's almost impossible to actually recreate that power and majesty realistically in a way. But I think what Mary has tried to do and what we've tried to add to her work is to create uh, an imaginary space for the audience to enter into this place and to experience that awe and wonder in an in a artistic sense. And that's what the puppet's purpose is. They are not a trick or like something fancy to throw in there. They're really built about a lot of choices in the opera to help transport the audience and to support the emotional journey. It wasn't like on the first day of rehearsal, we were like, we're finished, you know? It really takes being able to rehearse, move and live with puppets to really get them to do what 
what they can do best. I will confess, I dropped the bottle today, and I realized that was because in his painting process, his hand, which has a magnet in it, had a bit of paint on it, so the magnet was not sticking as strongly as usual. So it's always a tiny thing, but what was so exciting is that it's, it's so live, and it's right there, and it's a live performance, and it's, yeah, it's just a joy to perform in something like that. Sprouts, we've got to take a break, but when we come back, we've got more animals and music to explore. So stick around. During the break, make sure to follow us and rate us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you always know when a new episode is available and so more Sprouts like you can find out about us. And we'll have pictures from the production on our website so you can see what this Amazonian world looks like. And it's so cool. Stick around, Sprouts. We'll see you after the break. Getting bogged down by how much new music there is out there? There's a lot. Consider a daily dose of the All Songs Considered podcast. It's the easiest way to get tuned into the music world. We spend hours combing through the new music universe, from emerging bands to time-tested icons, to bring you your next favorite artist. To get up on your music know-how, listen to All Songs Considered from NPR. Welcome back, Sprouts. Bienvenidos. Before the break, we met the director of Florencia in el Amazonas, a new production at the Metropolitan Opera in New York, and also Tom Lee, one of the puppeteers and puppet designers for Florencia. And it seems like we've got some more Amazon magic coming our way now. I can't wait to hear more about your fantastic field trip, Emily. What's next? Kate, I can't wait to tell you. So, just like I went on a field trip, there were a ton of schools in New York that took a field trip to see Florencia the same day I went, and we also took a break during the middle of the dress rehearsal performance. That's called intermission. And during that intermission, I got to chat with some sprouts who were there watching. So let's hear what Lydia and Adriano had to say about Florencia after seeing the first act. Hi, I'm Livia. I'm 10 years old, and I live in Manhattan. And um, I really enjoyed it. I play an inst- I play a classical instrument, and I think I can understand the music more as I learn more. What do you play? I play the violin. Amazing. My name is Adriano. I live in Midtown Manhattan. I'm nine years old. I'm really looking forward to seeing the end of it. And we're in the same school and the same class. Violin. My favorite part so far would probably be the part where their notebook falls into the water and the piranhas, I think, try to eat it. And can you tell me, I saw it, but I don't know if our listeners saw, what do those piranhas look like? They were like these people wearing fish masks that would like turn and bend, and it would look like a fish, and then they had tiny fish on their arms, and so it was really cool to see them because it actually did look like fish. My favorite part, well, I really like animals so and nature, so maybe that instrumental part with all those animals. 
with three pink dolphins, which are really rare. I remember one of the birds with really cool feathers, and there was an alligator. There was also the, those lilies. I'm not sure if the, um, the piranhas were there, though. How do you think the music is helping to tell the story? So sometimes the music will be high or low, and sometimes it can set the tone for the opera, and it's really cool to listen to it. And overall, it makes us feel the story more. Thanks, guys. Okay, okay, so Adriana loved the dolphins, so I made a point to ask Mary Zimmerman, the director, about those when I got to chat with her. Oh, the pink dolphins! But they, but they do exist. Dolphins in the Amazon are pink. Now, they're kind of a fleshy pink. They're not really our bright pink, so we're exaggerated a bit, but they are actually pink dolphins. I mean, can you imagine? So, of course, we have to put some pink dolphins in there. So just like Mary said earlier, it seems like the animals and the puppets are a big hit with audiences. And one of Adriana's favorite parts is also one of my favorites. As both he and Mary described, Daniel Catan has beautifully illustrated the vibrant life of the Amazon River in little musical interludes between the scenes. But it's not just audience members who like these moments. Let's meet the singer who performs as the young journalist Rosalba in the Met's production of Florencia. Hi, my name is Gabriela Reyes, and I'm singing Rosalba in Florencia in el Amazonas. I also really love the transitions in between the scenes, where you can hear like the birds in the, in the orchestration, you can hear the insects, you can hear the water kind of rustling through the river in the actual texture of the orchestration. Those, those moments are just so phenomenal to, to just sit back and enjoy. They're juicy. She also loved the puppets. It was honestly like Disney World almost. <laughs> Every single time uh, a puppet came, we were like, oh my gosh, that looks so cool. Then there were the piranhas and we're like, oh my gosh, those look so amazing. And honestly, also seeing the piranhas come to life, uh, our choreographer, Alex Sanchez, phenomenal. Seeing it develop was so beautiful and brilliant. And how, also those dancers are so talented. The way they learned it so quickly and they look like piranhas. They move like animals. The heron and the, the hummingbird, Griffin and, and Danara, they're both beautiful, beautiful dancers. Absolutely incredible. So the whole process, we're just gawking. <laughs> we're gawking like, oh my gosh, it's so beautiful. And I'll tell you, the energy in the room was something magical. It was electrifying. We were all just so excited cheering each other on. And we'll have more from Gabriella and more about how it felt putting the piece together next time on Classical Sprouts.
In the meantime, this weekend on December 9th, 2023, you can watch or listen live to this production of Florencia en el Amazonas. Stream the live opera at interlockenpublicradio.org at 1 p.m. Eastern on Saturday, December 9th to hear Gabriela perform as Rosalba and hear those beautiful musical interludes. Emily, this sounds amazing. And you have even more to share? Kate, it couldn't even fit into one episode. All righty, Sprouts. Thanks so much for hanging out in the magical Amazon River with me and all these puppets. Thanks, Emily. This is fantastic. It's so, so cool. We've got some more info about the Mets production of Florencia, photos, links, monkeys, and more on our website at classicalsprouts.org. So be sure to check us out there and follow us on Instagram at classicalsprouts. This episode was written and produced and recorded by Emily Duncan Wilson. Huge thanks to Chanel Williams from the Met and Mary Zimmerman, Tom Lee, and Gabriela Reyes from this production of Florencia en el Amazonas. And Sprouts, Lydia and Adriano from Manhattan for sharing their art, their thoughts, and their voices with us for this episode. I'm Kate Botello. Adios!